his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Welcome back. It is the Friday show here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Joe Beamer with you until noon. Well, probably only till 1130. No official word yet on when the governor is speaking, but obviously when he does, we will bring that to you. Now, we are discussing my monologue still, but also what do we need? What is needed for you to feel comfortable about non-essential businesses opening. What, what would happen? Is it more testing? Is it a vaccine? What needs to happen for you to feel more comfortable to go and visit the non-essential places? Also, as I was saying, only 20% of Americans say they are likely to go to a non-essential business if it reopens. But you have these reopen the state protests. And I'm not just talking about the one here. You have them all over the country. Uh, You had one in Tennessee where a sign literally said, sacrifice the weak, open Tennessee. Signs like that, disgusting. The the idea that, well, people are going to die anyway, in my opinion, that's disgusting. We are the United States of America. We should not have that mentality. I'm sorry. 
Um, but 80% aren't going to go to your aren't going to go to your business if they reopen. How is that better for business to reopen if only 20% and by the way, only 17% of the country think it's irresponsible of stay-at-home orders. That's only 17% of the country. The same number of registered Republicans. So this is not a political thing. 82% of Republicans say that these are responsible and that stay-at-home orders should stay in place in certain states. Okay? So let's get over the political thing. Yes, the governor of Michigan, the governor of Virginia, people, uh, there are people out there that are making it political. But I, it should not be a political topic. It should not be a political issue. But if 20% of Americans, my only concern is, here's my concern. Say we reopen the economy. Say we give in and we say, okay, we're entering phase one. Even though New York State has not, has not um, crossed any of the barriers to go into phase one put out by the federal government. So according to the guidelines put out by President Trump, New York State is not in a position to go into phase one. But say they do. We haven't plateaued yet. Let's just open the state. Okay? You get 20% of people to come to your business. While those 20% are shopping, we have another outbreak and have to close again. Tell me how that is better for business than waiting until it is safe, waiting until we pass those thresholds put out by the federal government. And I agree with Dave and Elma. No, there's no way we're like this for 18 months. And I would say that we are going to get back. I would, uh, I would guess that New York State will be in phase one, or at least this region of New York State would be in phase one by the middle of June. Now, again, that is two months away. That sounds like a lifetime. I get it. And I know the struggles of small business owners. I know the struggles of those who work a second job, who don't have that extra income they have counted on. That's the case in my house. Both of us have a second job that right now we're not working. So I understand the frustration. I understand the financial impact. I get that the website for the stimulus check has been a complete mess. Okay, I understand that. And I know a lot of you disagree with me. 803-0930, star 930. Let's start over in Lackawanna and talk to Matt. Matt, good morning. How you doing? Matt, I'm doing well. What do you got for us this morning? Uh, I, I see both sides of it. Um, but my one problem is, you know, there... I hear a lot of bluffing the numbers going on where a guy, I seen a joke the other day. I mean, it wasn't really a joke, but a guy got attacked by a shark. They put down, he died of COVID-19. You know, I think there's a lot of that going on. And at the same time, you got to think about all the people we're going to lose. I mean, there's people already committing suicides. There's people ODing because programs are shut down. You know, there's both sides of it. But if they're really fluffing these numbers, especially in New York City and put every every death on COVID-19. I really wish they'd look more into that because it's really affecting everything. I mean, they're saying we're losing hundreds, but if, we're, if you're cutting it in half because they're dying from other things, but they're saying COVID-19, uh, that's, that's cost a lot of money. You, you know, Matt, you look at the numbers and, and you don't know what to think because on one hand, 
they counted uh, people who passed away who had not tested positive for coronavirus. But then you also have another side of it. How about the people who never went and got tested that may have had coronavirus and died? But I see, like, like you said, I can see both sides of that. The, the, numbers, that, the numbers aren't right either way. Are there more or are there less? That's the question. Uh, I get your concern. I've seen that concern. I disagreed with what they did in New York City when they came out and said, we counted these as coronavirus because A, that wasn't necessary. We already had the number. And B, it puts the question in people's mind. And during this time, we need few questions and many answers. I agree. Thanks for the call, Matt. That's Matt in Lackawanna opening a line for you at 803-0930. From Lackawanna to Tonawanda, let's go to Jim. Jim, good morning. Good morning. Uh, I'm probably going to sound a little bit callous. I'm 78. I got a bad ticker, and but I never smoked. And the doctors, the glorious doctors that we see every day, haven't taken this opportunity to caution us young folks about the hazards of drugs, smoking, alcoholism, fatism, and drinkisms. Uh, these things have served me well since I never smoked. I'm not afraid of this virus. We're going to have to man up, Joe. And what's going to happen, we're going to live with this because it's a political football. The Democrats went out of their way to excoriate Trump for four years now. You think this is going to go away and not be a, a this is going to be a political football till there's a vaccine invented that we all have egress to. And then this will go away. But for the young people to be afraid of this, the workforce isn't made up of anybody under 65. And as for opening and only having 20%, I don't believe those numbers for an instant, then they have less reasons to separate. There'll be less people. And once people find out that this virus is going to have to be lived with, unfortunately, it's still only taking old people in those filthy nursing homes, which if my buddy was here would say, you've been railing against those places before this virus. And I have, I'm not a smart man. I'm a realist, Joe. We're going to live with this and it's going to be a political football because I saw that diaphanous Miss Maddow on the TV with this horrible face like she just. Well, Jim, let me let me say let me say this. I, I, I agree with you that there are some on both sides of the political spectrum that'll make this a political event. Uh, I'm staying away from that. I wish more people would stay away from making it political. Um, I can't say what Rachel Maddow did. I can't say what the governor of Michigan has done. Thanks for the call, by the way, Jim. Um, but I, I think we need to look at this as a virus that's affecting everybody. No, no matter if you're Democrat, Republican, conservative, liberal. And yes, Jim, I'm not scared for me personally getting the virus. I know I could fight it off. I don't want to be one of the people that passes it on. That's why I'm scared. I'm not scared of myself getting it. I know. I know I can get it. I can fight it off. I fought the flu in February. Fought the flu in less than a week. So I understand the people aren't scared, but I think a lot of people, even 30 and 40s, who might have some 
health issues who might have, who might live with a grandmother or a grandparent or someone in the high risk, yeah, they might think twice about going back to work. 803-0930, star 930. I am very late for a break. When we come back, more of your calls here on WBEN. Uh, Joe Beamer with you here on WBEN. Uh, poll came out today. You have one ABC, one AP. And okay, we know polls can have their bias. Um, I don't think this poll has a bias because I'm not sure which one would favor what. Uh, so 80% of Americans say they don't feel they would likely go to a non-essential business even if they were to reopen today, okay? And with all the demonstrations across the country to reopen the state, my question to you is, what good is it to reopen the state to have people come back to work if only 20% are gonna go to non-essential business? Now, you can believe that number, you can disregard that number, but go to social media, Ask your friends. Take a poll of your friends. Call 20 of your friends today. Ask them. 20 random friends. Don't pick a, a specific group. Call 20 friends today. Ask them if they would go to a non-essential business. If they would go to the mall tomorrow. I'm going to say, at the very least, it'll be 50-50. And if 50% of the people that would usually go shopping aren't going shopping, let me tell you, that's going to close a lot more businesses than this lockdown is closing. You're going to have employees in high risk that won't go back to work. Are you going to fire them? Are they not going to have a job once we have a vaccine, once we have defeated this? Are they just left out now? And how are you going to pay your employees if your income is 50% of what it was? All those people you've furloughed or laid off, you're going to rehire, bring them in. How are you going to pay them? If you're only making 50%, how are you going to pay them? Now, I agree with callers like Charlie, who owns a barber shop. Yes, that could be one of the first things to open. He, seemed, he sounds like he has the guidelines all down right? One customer at a time. Uh, masks and gloves will be, in, will be involved, obviously. And he will clean up after, as any good, any good barber does, he will clean up before the next person who will be waiting in their car comes in for their haircut. Now that is a sensible reopening plan. That uses logic and common sense. I like to hear things like that. And for Charlie's sake, I hope in two weeks, we have the numbers where we can slowly start reopening those non-essential businesses in owners like him that have shown they can properly follow the procedure will be able to reopen and turn the lights back on. I also think in two or three weeks, that number, believe it or not, will be lower. More people will likely want to go out and shop non-essential. But you look at Big box stores like Target and Walmart, they're suffering in their non-essential departments and they're open. Their electronics, their clothing, their seasonal, those numbers are all down. And we're talking about stores that are open because of their grocery department. So I think that's just a sign that maybe these polls aren't far off for all 16 people texting me 
they don't believe the polls. Well, go look at the economics of the big box stores that have all their departments open and are seeing a decline in numbers. Let's go in order to Mark. Mark, good morning. Good morning. What you got for us this morning, Mark? Well, I'm 62 years old. Uh, since this happened, obviously I, I, I've uh, stayed at home, uh, but I've been taking care of my body, taking care of myself, lost 20 pounds. I'm trying to use a positive spin on this. Uh, so the more healthy you are, the better off you will be. Um, I've done some research just to let you know, uh, and I've called a lot of towns, villages. No one's getting sales tax right now. Uh, and I listen to Cuomo, and it's it's a little. It, I'm I'm on your side, but I'm not on your side. I'm a little confused because the economic disaster might outweigh what I see coming. I think uh, because if you take a look at and what I mean about my research is that I took I called a. Uh, the town up of Alden, and 27% of the homes right now, homeowners, don't pay their taxes on time, and they have to make special arrangements. If you eliminate the private sector from working and making a living, I don't see Cuomo or the politicians saying they're going to waive my, our property taxes, our state taxes, our county taxes, what are they going to do with all these homes and homeowners? Are they going to confiscate everybody's home? What are they going to do? They're not saying anything. You know, taxes are going to be due. You're, you're saying that you cannot make a living. What are you going to do? Yeah, Mark, you know what? That's uh, when I say that members of government should be giving us more answers than questions. I'm right, right there along with you. See, that's not disagreeing with me. Yeah, I do think we need more answers for the after, for what do we owe when a lot of us aren't making any money. 803-0930, star 930. Hey, we're halfway through the show here on WBEN. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Welcome back. It is the Friday show here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Joe Beamer with you until noon today. Thanks for sticking around. I just want to say this uh, personal note before we get back to the show. Uh, you know, 
be it you disagree with me and are on the political left or disagree with me and you're on the political right, I'm happy that you stick around. I'm happy that you listen. You know, the last three weeks, having a full bank of phone calls, um, it, it means a lot that I have people out there listening, that people actually tune in on Fridays and are happy when they hear my voice. Um, makes me feel good. Also makes me feel good that there's people out there that hate me. I mean, that just goes right along with life. Uh, but I would like to say thank you to everyone who listens, uh, everyone who sends the nice messages and even the nasty messages. I, I really do appreciate it. It is a dream come true to be able to speak with you here um, on Fridays, to be in the big chair with this mic in front of me. So I, I just want to pass that along. We may disagree some days, agree other days, or mostly disagree or mostly agree. Um, but I do appreciate all the listeners uh, that tune in and all the interaction on this show, during the week, on Sundays. It, it's great. It really is. And I just wanted to pass that along. 803-0930, star 930. Let's go to Niagara Falls and talk to Mitch. Mitch, good morning. Morning. How you doing? Doing well, Mitch. What do you got for us this morning? Okay. Well, you know, the, these polls that you've been reading about, those are the same polls that said Hillary Clinton's going to win the election. So I, underst I understand the bias polls can have, Mitch. Believe me, I have talked. I, I don't want to sound like a hypocrite. I have talked anti-polls. When it comes to political polls, uh, there's always a big question mark. I, I do understand that, yes. You know, I've been saying from the very beginning the numbers ain't there. Uh, do people remember the swine flu, how Obama buried it, and 200, over 200,000 people in the world died? Close to over 20,000, 30,000 died. But see, those numbers were accurate. These numbers aren't accurate. These numbers aren't right. They've, I haven't heard of no people dying of cancer no more. People don't die of uh, car accidents no more. You know, this, or the other causes. These numbers are being padded. And if you look at the, the numbers, look at the states where the numbers are super high. I mean, they, these people think we're all stupid. Well, can I ask you this, Mitch? Can I, what, can I ask you this? What is New York State gaining by flubbing the numbers? Because you're talking next year, you're going to have schools that have to make cuts to their education. You're talking about a state that it's going to have to make cuts in Albany. What is the state gaining by flubbing the numbers? Do people really think Cuomo's an honest person? Look at he did that that big old money people. You know what I mean? How, well, that that is a show for a different time, Mitch. My question is, what is he gaining by flubbing the numbers? All right, Mitch Niagara Falls, thanks for the call. 803-0930, let's go to Buffalo and talk talk to Joan. Joan, good morning. Hi, how are you, Joe? Joan, I'm doing well. Good to hear from you this morning. Yes, I'm happy to be here. All right, I want to preface what I'm saying, uh, that I am in that population that is at high risk. Um, I have COPD, I'm 77 years old, and I also have some physical problems, uh, spinal stenosis where, you know, I can't raise my arms. So I want to address um, the uh, beauty salon, the non-essential types of things, but mainly what I would like to see before they would be opened, okay? And um, my, my question or my, uh, my main point is if uh, I were to go, and, and again, I am strict, about these rules, but if I were go, to go back to a beauty salon, and I really need this, not from a vanity point of view, I would want to have proof that they have disinfected that beauty salon. So that means the vents, it means all of the surfaces, and I would want to see that on the door with proof. I mean, I know ProClean is one of the 
places that does this, and uh, I think that's very important, vents especially. And then um, the other thing is uh, where I go, it's a beautiful A-frame building, but he's got hanging plants, you know, multitudinous of them. You know, do the plants, do plants carry this virus? You know, should they also be included? Um, but again, the pro-clean surfaces, uh, uh, vents, possibly plants. And then the other thing I would want to see is that, uh, that the beauty technicians themselves have temperature tests before they go to work and that every client that comes in there also has to have a temperature test. Um, I just... Well, yeah, I, I think I think the first phase when you see businesses opening, Joan, and thanks for the call, uh, you're going to see a lot of temperature tests, especially for uh, the beauty salons and the nail salons, which might be the same type of thing. I'm not sure. Is a nail place also a beauty salon? Uh, wh- whatever they are, once they open, let me tell you, um, I'm definitely getting a pedicure because my feet look pretty disgusting and we're almost to flip-flop weather. Just saying, just saying. Uh, back to Jim's point real quick. And this is what I want. And I'm not saying this in a demeaning tone, all right? So don't put Joe's a know-it-all or he's talking down to us. That's not what I'm doing at all. But what is, and politically, I do not agree with much of anything Andrew Cuomo does. Let me just start with that. Our politics could not be further, okay? I thought him mentioning Earth Day uh, during a COVID-19 thing was ridiculous. So let's not confuse my point of view on things non-COVID-19 related, okay? But what does the governor of the state of New York have to gain by flubbing the numbers? Because in my opinion, the state that has the most cases, the state that can't get their trajectory on the downward would be the state that mishandled it, would be a state that you look at, why did this happen? So I don't understand people saying the governor is flubbing the numbers. If it's for more money, it's not working. We've heard that in the last, uh, the last time he and the president had a disagreement, the governor said the state's not getting the money. So I don't understand what the state of New York is gaining by flubbing the numbers because all I see are how they're going to pay for it. So if you don't think it's, it's necessary, if you don't think it's worth it and that they're flubbing the numbers so we sit here in lockdown, I just don't see it. And I'm not saying that because I'm moving to the left or anything. I'm saying that because it just doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to make up numbers, to flub the numbers, to keep the people stuck at home, the people who pay taxes, by the way, stuck at home with no income tax, with no sales tax. So I'm sorry if I don't see that point of view. I don't see what any government is is gaining by keeping us at home, by faking this. So that's why when I ask, what good would it be to reopen the state? And the comeback is, oh, they're faking the numbers for more money. I don't see where the two ends meet, okay? 803-0930, star 930. It's Joe Beamer here with you on WBEN. Uh, Let me, as I finish the last segment, if I'm wrong, you guys know me well enough, I would think by now, I'll admit when when I'm wrong. 
If it comes back that the numbers have been flubbed for some reason, of course, I will say, uh, my bad, and we'll discuss it. But this is just my point of view right now. I'm very interested in getting your point of view. Uh, I love seeing the text on the text board, 3930. So thank you for that. I love seeing all the different points of view. So instead of me talking more, how about we talk to you? Let's go to Donna. Donna, thank you so much for hanging on. The floor is yours. Hi, Joe. It's so nice to talk to you. Nice to talk to you, Donna. Thank you. I feel like my young son and I have been following your running career from your first 5K. Oh, thank you, Donna. Yeah, we've run too. Um, the reason I'm calling is I just I heard your question and, um, you know, about businesses, if they don't have customers, why do they even want to open and it might be worse. And um, I do want to address that. Um, I have a few points on that. The first one is um, I feel like people should have a choice. You know, back in the beginning when all this happened, we all were happy to stay home and flatten the curve and, you know, pray for all the people suffering, pray for the healthcare workers, everybody on the front lines. Now we have a better feel of what we're dealing with. And it seems like most people are not at risk, the vast majority. I feel like where's our, our choice? Um, the people vulnerable can stay home. I think that they would choose to stay home. From your polls, it sounds like most people would choose to stay home anyway. And um, my other point is that not all industries that are non-essential um, require foot traffic. We have a small business. We technically are open at home, but we're not open because we rely on other service industries. We're a service industry, um, and they're all closed. We have had not one new client in over five weeks, um, it comes down to what we have three children still at home. It's not just about losing money. We, um, you know, it's a matter of feeding our family at this point. So Where's our choice? And Donna, I see, I see your point, And I do think that there are some non-essential, and I'm doing air quotes, which doesn't work on the radio, non-essential businesses that definitely deserve a second look. And I'm all about giving people the choice, Donna. My one issue is, and maybe it's not the government's job. You know, maybe you're right. But my one issue is of that 20% that wants to go back out, what if there's one person or two people that have that virus and they go out and they start spreading it. And then a month from now, we're back where we are today. That's my only fear is that we return back to this lockdown a month later. I think that would be even worse for our economy. I'm not even sure though, looking back that we even needed the lockdown we had because I'm not sure that that's why it didn't get so bad. I feel like it's virus spread all over. We're finding from antibody testing that it's much more prevalent than we even realized. Um, yet, and so that's making the death rate, you know, the rate of deaths of people having it go even lower. I'm not even sure we really even needed it in the first place. You know, and, and that's something that definitely I think deserves a look into once we have returned to a sense of normalcy. And, you know, we have the rights to question, and I think we deserve answers on yes. Was it necessary? Um, were, there not, were there statistics that were wrong that we looked at, you know, kind of like we did um, 10, 12 years ago? Now, Donna, you were texting earlier, right? Yes, I was. Can I ask you about the stimulus check? Yes, that's another thing. And I feel like a lot of small businesses will be in our, shape, in our 
boat here. Um, yes, with the stimulus check, again, we have three children at home. We would get funding for um, two and then my, my husband and I. Um, we don't have our direct deposit information in with the IRS because as a small business, on the occasions that we would ever have a refund, we would apply that refund automatically toward the um, tax estimates that are due normally in April on tax day and then on June. So we just say apply it to our estimates so we don't pay our estimates that day. We don't mail another check-in or whatever. And um, so we don't, they don't have our information. We can't put our information in. They won't put, they won't, the site keeps giving this error, which I guess is very common. It was trending on Twitter last week, um, status not available. So we can't even put in our, our direct deposit information. And if you look at the schedule for the checks, we're not due to get our checks until summer, until July. And we really need it now. Yeah, that's now that is a huge issue. You know, th these these stimulus checks that are supposed to help those who are suffering and not being able to see it till summer. I mean, what good is that going to do? Well, Donna, I hope a the stimulus check you get a little sooner and B, I do hope we start reopening so you can get back to work. And thank you so much for calling. Thank you, Joe. It was great to talk to you. Great talking to you. Donna in Orchard Park opens a line for you at 803-0930. Yeah, you know, as much as I as I am pro the lockout, I guess you could say, um, I think from what I've heard, it's necessary. Now, again, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. I'm barely a radio host. Um, I'm not intelligent. And I've told you that from the beginning. However, from what I've heard, from doctors and people who have been in the industry for decades, I'm going to take their recommendation. You know, I, I'm going to take that seriously. And if, if it means that I'm locked down, I've lost money, you've lost money, we've all lost money. You know, that's the most frustrating thing. I think the lockdown, as the numbers I see now was necessary. We saw what happened in other countries when they were slow to lock down. We do have that as an example. Um, but we look at everything in this country, right? Our government looks at everything when it all is said and done. So I don't think it's crazy to say it needs to be looked into. Were these followed properly? Did we go too far? Did we go far enough? Uh, I think all of that can get looked into. And knowing the history of our government, in about five years, we will have an uh, investigation that you can buy in paperback at the library or take out in paperback. I guess you don't buy things at the library. So, yeah, I, I think there will be a, an investigation and we'll make sure that we followed proper procedures. Uh, but again, I get frustration. I understand frustration. And Donna makes some great points. Yes, eventually, we are going to have to be able to make these decisions on our own. And we're going to have to trust that those at high risk stay home. But I also see the other point of view. Let's wait until we are on a downward trajectory. And I hope that is soon. I hope we can start that 14-day countdown to phase one. I Believe me, I hope that not for personal reasons, but for the business owners we've talked to, for the business owners we've, uh, we've gotten texts from. And I do wish that for once, the federal government could be competent and get people that need their stimulus checks, their stimulus checks. Having people wait to summer is not helping anybody. I know people who have had issues on the website, they log on, guess what? 
doesn't even know who they are. Can't tell them when their check's going to get there. And for people who are depending on getting that check, who need that extra money to pay rent, to pay bills, that unemployment's not covering. We're locked down. We're all going through a tough time. You think for once the federal government could do something right. Get these people the money they need right now. All right. Governor Cuomo speaking at 1130. So you're stuck with me for another 30 minutes here on WBEN. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. 